Welcome to Let's Talk Adoption with Marty Caldwell, bringing you the latest information for families seeking to adopt, adoptees, and women considering placing a child for adoption. Now, with today's program, here is Marty Caldwell. Well, welcome and thank you for joining us today. We have a very interesting and very, I hope, uplifting to many people on today program that will really um, help people looking right now at the holidays coming up. Uh, it's Adoption Awareness Month uh, this month, and so we're going to have different shows on regarding um, awareness of adoption in our community and nation and in the world, actually, too. Before I start, I'd like to remind you to sign up for our weekly newsletter and email um, at letstalkadoption.com. There's also a reminder there. They'll send you by email, so let us know if um, if you have any topics you'd like to also hear on the show or questions you have by sending an email to me at info at letstalkadoption.com. How does a parent cope with the loss of a child while raising other children? That is our topic today. My guest is Christine Mason. Christine has been on the um, radio show here with me before, right here in the studio, uh, exactly uh, almost one year ago um, today. And uh, our story today is really uh, a story. It's very interesting and um, I hope will help many people. Christine is an adoption coordinator, and she's a mother of four children, and she's experienced a number of of losses in her family, but one very, very, very important loss last year, um, actually while we were doing a program um, that we didn't know. uh, We we aired a program. We we do live to tape here in the studio in uh, Sacramento KFIA, and uh, Christine was going to be my guest on the show. And uh, my my actual guest had uh, not been able to show up, and Christine, uh, we had a show lined up for her to do um, in the future, and she agreed last minute with one hour notice to actually come in and be in the show. Um, Christine, are you there? You're at home today, right? I am, Marty, and thank you for having me. Thank you. It's, um, you know, it's important that uh, I want to share a little background about, you know, talking about loss because um, one year ago today, you were actually in the studio taping a show on November 16th, 2005. And I remember we had scheduled last minute, as I mentioned, um, and uh, to our audience. And we drove down. I know I brought my assistant to watch your baby because little Jakey was only about seven weeks old. Isn't that correct? Yes, he was. And, um, and it was your second day back at work. <laughs> And, uh, you know, I remember you saying, well, that's great because I, I'm breastfeeding and the first time I've ever, you know, frozen milk and I have some. And I thought that was really unusual that the first time after seven weeks you had done that. And so she said, you know, let's go on down. So we brought our assistant to watch Jakey while we actually taped the show here in the studio. And um, it turned out that God had a plan um, for you to be in the studio that day instead of being at home, didn't he? Yeah. yeah. You know, and uh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to share a little bit about... Um, about this, um, you know, the day that we came up there, um, we were driving up there, and um, you had shared with me that uh, that you had not received any emails from your son, John, serving in Iraq at the time. He was in the military, and um, he had not emailed for some time. And just that day before we got there, you decided to check the server email just in case he had missed an email and it was in the, in the spam box. And there sat his email dated October 15th, a full month later, and you were reading it to me. I remember looking in the rearview mirror because you were in the back seat with Jakey and my assistant was in the front seat as I was driving. And um, in his email, he shared that he was just leaving for Iraq at that time. So when you read the letter, he had already been in the country for a few weeks, right? Yes. And you read the email about how he was going to do a sweep, which I remember you explained, you know, that that could kind of be dangerous and that he couldn't give any details where. But he wanted his mother, you, to tell his siblings how much he very much loved them and how he loved her to have loved you. Yes. 
Yeah. And um, we spoke about how you were very fearful, fearful of it. And, you know, and I remember, actually, I don't memorize everything, but I memorized that letter, that email. I don't know why, but now we do know why. And when we arrived in the studio, uh, we, you know, we prepared to do the show. We turned off our cell phones so no one could get a hold of us. And uh, I do four live-to-tape shows in one day, so it's a very busy day. And I know I felt pressed to say something on the air about John, but my flesh said, you know, we only have 25 minutes for the show, and it has nothing to do with the adoption party. But I was really pressed. It must have been definitely God pressed me to say something. So I, I remember asking you if it would be okay if we mentioned something about your son serving in the country to our, in our intro and really asking listeners to pray for him and in honoring him for being, you know, in the country with the men and women that are serving and, and protecting us. And unbeknownst to us, when we were doing the airing of the show, Christine, this is what I have down because I journal everything. Uh, um, unbeknownst to us at the time, I was sharing how Christine was a mother of four children and she had a son in Iraq and um, that we would like to keep him in prayer and that Christine knows what it's like not to have a loved one at home during the holidays because he was going to be serving in Iraq. Little did we know that two Marines were making their way to Christine's home to carry the news that would change her world forever. You know, Christine, God knew what you were doing that day, and you would have been home with baby Jake, and your husband would have been at work. And so that means you know, you're, in a, you're in an area that's kind of remote, and um, you know, in God's grace, he wanted you out of the house, and your husband was going to be the one that carried the burden of hearing the news before you did and had that full day to prepare isn't that correct? And I yeah, just, uh, yeah. The Marines actually um, were showing up at my house 15 minutes after I left the residence. Wow. So I had left, and they came in. Mm-hmm. God completely removed me from that home with my baby because that's news that you don't normally get. And to be home by yourself and to receive that, mm-hmm. yeah. um, God protected me. Yeah, he, he sure did because... Um, he knew, and that was really something. And I and I know that we went to lunch afterwards, and you missed two phone calls, but no one wanted to say anything, and they were afraid that someone was going to get a hold of me on the phone, and uh-huh. we'd have an accident or something. You know, the husbands were kind of worried <laughs> about that. And um, and even the lady at the uh, the the community where you live, that you have to go through a security gate to get to your home on, on the golf course. Yeah, she knew about this, but she was away from her post at that time. Um, I'm not certain of the circumstances there. All I know is that. They were there. Sean, my husband, orchestrated the entire thing. Mm-hmm. We were in a soundproof studio. We weren't a- available mm-hmm. by phone. Yeah. So all day long, God moved. Yeah, because you, when you got home, then they had an opportunity to have your pastors there, uh, your best friend, and really prepare. And your children, actually, where were your children at the time? Too? Um, they came home from school, and um, they were um, taken over to uh, close friends in the lake. Mm-hmm. Um, my pastors were there. My best friend was there, as well as Sean's best friend. Mm-hmm. The, the Marines were being held up at our next-door neighbors, so I came into an empty house. Mm-hmm. Um, then my husband came to me and said, sit down, I, I need to talk to you. Mm-hmm. And I sat down, you know, not knowing what was going on. Mm-hmm. Um, and then my best girlfriend came through the door, and not too very happy of a face either. Um, I looked at her, kind of bewildered. Mm-hmm. Why she's there, and you know, yeah, the evening. Um, mm-hmm. you know, why are you so sad? Then I saw the first Marine in his full dress blues mm-hmm. come through the door, mm-hmm. and then the second one. And in the bottom of my heart, I was expecting to see my son mm-hmm. maybe walk through the door on crutches, you mm-hmm. know, anything. Mm-hmm. But he never came through. Mm-hmm. And then, of course, 
you know, the rest of them came through. My children were still at the, the neighbor's house, though. Mm-hmm. So they were not involved in the initial shock. Yes, which was really good planning. And if yeah. you had been home, that would have been just helter-kelter. Oh, helter. I, yeah. I um, can imagine. And, and God knew that. God protected me. And this is why, you know, and we're sharing, we're going to be sharing on the program here in just a little bit. But I want to give background because that was such a uh, a horrible day, Christine. And then when we realized how God was just really touching you every minute of the way from having the frozen breast milk, because that night when you did get home, you were so distressed you couldn't even breastfeed the baby. No. um, You know, the bottom line, this whole thing, you have to look to God. Mm -hmm. He orchestrates everything in your life. Mm -hmm. And you may not agree with it. But everything you do, he's got a plan for it. Yeah. And I just want to really share that with, with everyone listening. Yeah, because there are a lot of people that have lost, you know, through miscarriage or, mm-hmm. or, or um, you know, infertility or a lost death of a, a dear one, a loved one. This would pertain to all that, too. You know, the content of that show we did one year ago today <laughs> was surviving the holidays. And that was your topic. And, and you know, yeah. it was not supposed to be your topic. Uh, you, but you could very easily talk about it. We had another topic. Here you came in and you filled in and um, surviving the holidays and God was preparing you for what you would have to deal with at yeah. home. Um, you know, so, you know, we talk about people grieving through the holidays, but, you know, really coping when you have another child. Um, this could be a difficult time for those dealing with the loss. Um, how, are, how are you and your family coping during this first season without, you know, without the, your son, your oldest son? Well, last year... Um it was everything was Second, a, a yeah, huge right. blur. Second, yes. Um, my son lost his life on November 16th. Mm-hmm. We buried him in Arlington National Cemetery on mm-hmm. December 5th. Mm-hmm. We were pretty numb last season. This is the first real season that we will go through. What we are really trying to do is uphold his memory. Mm-hmm. Um, we're trying to keep John alive through the joy in our hearts. Yeah. Um, it's not always easy. Uh, my children are awesome. How old are your children now? Share with the audience because... My middle son is 16 years old. Mm-hmm. My daughter is uh, 10, soon to be 11. Mm-hmm. And then my baby Jake is um, 13 months old. Right. Um, we're so, just really trying to... Um, we talk about John a lot. Uh-huh. Um, we and keep, do you feel that helps you too? Yeah, I think it does. I think it really does. Mm-hmm. He's, he's alive in our hearts. He's alive in our home. He is part of our family. Mm-hmm. He's not physically here with us um he's not forgotten no never never and i know you have a lot of photographs up and um the memorial was huge i'd never seen such a (laughs) huge memorial and um uh, you know it was amazing you know some people are really uh feel guilty if they uh, if they are trying to enjoy life but you've got other children that's the whole purpose of this is how do you keep the other children because they deserve to have wonderful holidays but they're grieving too how do you balance that between Remembering, you know, your your son and um, balancing still having joy and not feeling guilty. Do you feel guilty when you have, when you laugh, when you want to go do something fun? You know, sometimes in the bottom of my heart, and usually when I'm alone, um, mm-hmm. I have to really give it up to the Lord. Mm-hmm. I have to say, okay, God, help me because I don't understand. I don't agree because of my flesh. Yeah. But I have to be happy because my son's a hero. My children know where he's at, without a doubt. Mm -hmm. We will see him again one day. Mm -hmm. We talk about him in a manner of respect, um, total total lovingness. Um, I don't know quite how to explain it, but 
our openness with my son's loss of life in Iraq has brought us a little closer together. As because a family. when one is hurting, mm-hmm. um, we just kind of hold each other. Yeah, and 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 that you, the kids were little too, and yeah. uh, and they had a hard time. How did how did you? Um, what can you give to people listening right now that are in very very similar situations where they've got a loss of a another child? They've got a child that is is no longer in their family, but mm-hmm. it's still in their heart and very much part of the family. But how do they? How do you cope? What did you tell your children? How did you work with them? Well, everybody grieves differently. Mm-hmm. My middle son, Christopher, was very angry. Mm-hmm. And with that sort of grieving, you have to just let him speak. You just got to be there to listen. Mm-hmm. Can't always say things. My daughter was very vocal. She mm-hmm. wanted to understand. Uh-huh. You have to let her talk and then talk with her. Mm-hmm. Um, if you have a child that you have lost and your other children um, process the grieving in different ways, listen, look and try to help them according to how they're grieving. Mm-hmm. Don't try to um, put your own grief upon them. Mm-hmm. Just try to be a support to them. You have to step out of what you're feeling mm-hmm. and look to your children and try to take on how they're mm-hmm. feeling. And I think that goes even with spouses, too, because oh. they, people bottle up things. And, um, you know, it, it can be very destructive to a person if they bottle up those emotions without having someone to talk to. And it doesn't mean it has to be a family member, but... I think there are a lot of times men will mm-hmm. will go out and they'll just work extra hard and they'll chop wood and they'll just try to take it out. But they really, uh, because they don't, maybe they don't communicate as well as women do sometimes with their emotions and they don't know what to do with them. Yeah. And I think that happens. So really, so you found that each child grieved differently. And little Jakey, I mean, uh, John, your son named Jake. Yes, he did. But he never saw him, right? He did see him via an email, uh-huh. and it was really neat because when I received some of his belongings back from Iraq, I received his camera uh, with 109 digital pictures. Uh-huh. They weren't allowed to print out their emails, but John took a picture of Jakey on the screen. Oh. So I have a picture that John saw Jake yes. when he was just a few weeks old. That's great. So, yes, he got to see his baby brother. Yeah. And one day he'll be able to hold him. Exactly, and you know, then and and we're going to talk about how you keep that alive. But are you, you know, people say too, are you, your son died in in war? Yeah. It, does that make you angry on how he died? That's hard to answer. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> I'm. John died doing what he was destined to do. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm angry, in a sense of that I could have protected him and said, no, you're not going. Mm-hmm. Um, but bottom line, John was a Marine from the time he was a young child. Yeah. I don't feel I have a right to be angry at how he died in a sense because that's what God had planned for him. Yeah. And you still see him as a hero. I know you've mentioned that many oh, times. Even ever, ever so, I mean, he is my hero. Yeah. Um, all of these soldiers fighting for our freedom, whether are, they've lost their life or not, they are our heroes, and yeah. we really need to recognize and that. And I think a lot of times we don't realize how important it, these these uh, these young men and women are that are really protecting us. And without that, can you imagine? I can't imagine. Christine, we're going to take a real quick break here, and when we come back, we're going to share more about coping with the loss of a child while raising other children, especially around the holidays with Christine Mason, who has lost her son in Iraq 
Uh, one year ago today, we did a show talking about that. Christine was here. God protected her by having her in the studio to record that show. And um, we have her back today to talk about that on God's grace and how you can be helped to getting through this uh, coping and grieving period. We'll be right back. All children deserve a home, and Lifetime Adoption wants to help those children find a home. If you're starting to explore adoption, Lifetime can help you learn more and find the resources you need. Lifetime has been committed to supporting birth families and helping children for nearly 20 years. They offer guidance and encouragement during and after your pregnancy. At Lifetime, open adoption means you make the choices. Choose the adoptive family. Choose how much contact you want and choose how you want the adoption to happen. The choice is up to you. Lifetime is known for their caring and genuine concern for the birth mother's well-being before and after adoption. They're able to provide adoption services to prospective adoptive families and birth parents from all over the nation. And Lifetime provides you with a 24-hour hotline for support and guidance. To find out more information, visit LifetimeAdoption.com. Give the gift of your home to a deserving child. Call 800-923-6784. Well, welcome back to Let's Talk Adoption. I'm Marty Caldwell, and I want to remind you before we continue on with our program today that uh, we received lots of emails from our listeners, and we really appreciate you all. So um, hug yourself because we, we love you as listeners, and we're so glad that uh, you're listening to us on KFIA AM 710, and it's important that uh, we have you as supportive um, listeners all the time. So I want to share with you one thing people are always asking about is, you know, they want to know about my book, AdoptingOnline.com. It's a book I wrote for Hopeful Adoptable Parents that really is a resource guide, and it has over 1,200 adoption resources on there and helpful sites and resources on financing so uh, it's available at local bookstores. Ask them. If they don't have it in stock, uh, they'll order it for you. You can also order it online at um, adoptingonline.com. You can save $10 if you order it. Uh, and it has a $10 uh, money. I mean, it has it's only $10 off on that coupon if you go to that site right now. And it has a money-back guarantee, so uh, you can't miss out. <laughs> you can't lose. Um, anyway, it's a valuable resource, so I hope you'll um, look into that. Today, we are discussing um, a very serious topic that I'm hoping will help a lot of people, and I think it will. Uh, we're talking about coping with the loss of a child while raising other children. And our guest today is Christy Mason. She's a mother of four children, and um, as we mentioned earlier before the break, that her son John um, passed when he was doing a sweep in Iraq uh, protecting our country. Um, one year ago, um, and it was very important. She they buried him on December fifth in Arlington um, Cemetery, and um, we did a recording back then um, last year at this time. And that date that we had actually recorded a program with Christine about how to cope, uh, how to get through the holidays without you know our loved ones. Um, the, the Marines were showing up to her door and uh, giving the news uh, to her family that she and she wasn't there. So he was protecting her. Christine, you know, um, I know you must think of your son all the time. Yeah. It, it, people, I, I think people sometimes are guilty to admit that. How often do you think you think about John? I mean, I know it's a year and, and I don't think we ever get over it. Marty, I dream about him. Oh, man. <laughs> there, yeah. There is literally not five minutes in the day that I do not have his name or thought or face pass mm -hmm. through my mind. Mm -hmm. Wow. Um, 
you know, and I hope that never changes. Yeah. Um, I can only pray that I would live his legacy through my memory of him. Well, you're doing some great things. I know you just had a, a golf tournament yeah. uh, that brought in a tremendous amount of money to help. Can you share just a little bit about? Yeah, we did our first annual um, golf tournament in John's honor mm-hmm. to benefit the families of fallen soldiers, um, whether it be the armed forces, the Marines, the Navy, or the Army. What's the name of the golf tournament, too, so people The can... golf tournament was um, uh, the John Lucente um, Memorial Tournament um, mm-hmm. for families of fallen soldiers. Yeah, and you had a tremendous, uh, you had coverage, you're on the front front page of the newspaper. Yeah. Uh, the support was phenomenal. Even people that are not uh, supporters of, <laughs> of you know, of, of war, which none of us like war, but mm-hmm. um, were out supporting you, and I was I was very impressed by you had just briefly who did you have there because I, I you the, had some heavy the community heavy... alone it was a sold out tournament however we um, were also able to coincide a um, honor in my son to my son he was awarded the bronze star with valor wow so um, several of his commanding officers and mm-hmm. comrades from down in Camp Pendleton drove up for the day to yeah. um, do the bronze star ceremony yeah. um, we had um, Anastead there. Yes. Um, yeah. Doolittle was there. Okay. Um, Sue Horn was there. So um, a lot of people from our community that are were, politicians that were there. It was wonderful, too. Very much so, yeah. to honor John yeah. for yeah. his memory. Um, the tournament itself raised um, quite a bit for families of um, the fallen soldiers so that um, this memorial fund could um, help them out after a loss of the same. Yeah. Um, it's just. It was a huge benefit, and I'm just I'm impressed with again with what the way the community came about. Yeah, well, I think it's uh, it's an honor to him too. Well, as we wrap up, we've just got room for a couple more questions for you, yeah. Christine. But you know, can you share just briefly for people that are grieving the loss of a child, some of the things that you have that have helped you get through it? What can you share with people briefly on what they can do with their children, how they can get through the holidays, and mm-hmm. to really validate how they're feeling? They may not be talking about. It. The most important thing that I've learned and am still learning is you have to find peace in your reality. Mm -hmm. Um, Your children watch you and everything that you do and say. Mm -hmm. And if you're sitting and moping around and and pitying yourself for your circumstances, they're going to see that. But if you say, okay, this is reality. My son lost his life or my daughter or, or a whoever. miscarriage or a infertility. Exactly. Yeah. Uh-huh. That's reality. Yeah. It's how you deal with it. Yeah. Your children watch you. Mm-hmm. So live in joy and remembrance of the time that you were able to spend with that person. Yeah. I had 19 years with my son. I value every single moment at this yeah. point. And I think valuing the moment of, I think, to share with people is make sure that the other children aren't left out because they, no. they feel like sometimes children will say, I feel like my sister or brother, you know, mm-hmm. was more important than me because they're lost. Christine, you know, I, I, I know this is a difficult time. I, as we're wrapping up here, I want to thank you for thank you. sharing this very important and personal part. And I just know God's working in your life. And as he's working with a lot of the listeners out there listening right now, you have one brief scripture. If you just, without reading, could you just give the scripture they could look up later on that helped you today? John three eleven. Okay. I tell you the truth. We speak of what we know and we testify to what we have seen. Basically, God's activities come in unusual ways. Yeah. It often see the scenes that appear on a negative in the front, but there's 
God has orchestrated these events for his glory. Right. And that's hard to take. Yep. That's hard to take sometimes. But I thank you so much for, you know, being part of the show today. Again, sharing with you. You know, we love you and we love your family. We're praying for you and we're praying for our listeners, too. Again, thank you again for being on the show. I'm Marty Caldwell. It's been a pleasure to be with you today. Please email your questions to me at info at Let's Talk Adoption. And uh, we are really hoping to hear back from you on this program and see how you like it, because I think it's important that we share our hearts, too. Until next time, this is Marty Caldwell with Let's Talk Adoption. Have a wonderful week. God bless you. Thank you you for joining us for Let's Talk Adoption with Marty Caldwell. For more adoption information, visit LifetimeAdoption.com or call 1-800-923-6784. That's 1-800-9-ADOPT-4. And tune in again next week at the same time for Let's Talk Adoption with Marty Caldwell.